Jesus. I hate people. I hate people. This is why they're the worst. Are you ready for it? Chen Chen. Chen Chen. To our first podcast. We're by drinking some red wine. Yep. And we're amped. Yeah, we're amped. I'm Rachel. I'm Rebecca. We are identical twins, entrepreneurs. <laughs> I hate when people say it like that. I know. We own a brand together, a bra and loungewear company called Twinks. That's T-W-I-N-N-K-S. And I'm only spelling it in addition to having a shameless plug. But I'm spelling it because you need to do two ends. Otherwise, you'll get a whole bunch of porn. Yeah. Which is fine. But then after you, after you peruse that a little bit, then come to our website. After you get your jollies. Come to our website. Think shop some bra and loungewear. Mm-hmm. I apologize if you can hear my husband playing Call of Duty. I can hear him. I've stuffed some pillows next to the door, so hopefully it sounds proof. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it. That's really funny. He has the kind where he like talks to people. I don't know if that's what. Does he like talk shit? Yeah, I do. And when I get down, I say the Leroy. <laughs> I drink it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, if anyone remembers that viral. Well, I guess it was a YouTube at that point. It's years ago. Hilarious. Oh, my God. If you don't remember it, Google it right now. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Okay, so we started a podcast. In addition to our company, seems random, but... It's just a good outlet. It relaxes us. And we've always been... In tr- it makes so much sense. We've always been in true crime. That's true. We've always been into true crime, like since day one. I actually remember Jean Benet Ramsey being murdered and like being, we were eight, wait, yeah. nine, nine, and like being fascinated by it and like always asking mom about it. And she was like, all right, chill. I vividly <laughs> remember the conversation. Like it was just interesting to me. To me. Oh, yeah. Because we never heard of anything like that. And yeah, so we've been into it forever. And it just makes sense. We talk 25 times a day, mostly about what date long we watch, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2005, it got a little bit, we got more into it because sadly, a girl we went to high school with went missing in Aruba, which if you're also into it, which I'm sure you are because you're listening to a true crime podcast, Natalie Holloway went to our high school and she went missing on her senior trip. We are in the grade below her, so we weren't obviously on that trip. But I very much remember, like, our friends coming over to our house. We were about we were pre-gaming before going to our other friend's house whose parents were out of town because it's high school. Yeah. And they said, like, now we missed our flight. And we're like, oh, that sucks. And our mom was like, no, that's something's not right. That you doesn't miss, happen. Yeah, you don't miss a flight on an island with 133 of your friends, like, what do you mean she missed her flight and then immediately she got on the phone next thing we knew she's on the phone with other moms and we're like oh my god you're so dramatic and i actually remember going to that friend's house for that party with paris hour sound and other people were like are y'all's moms like freaking out that natalie missed her flight so it was like everyone in mountain brook had mother's intuition oh my god yeah i remember i don't remember remember that whose house was it aaron's 
oh my god really yep whoa no i don't remember mm-hmm. that i remember hearing it and being in our house and being like did y'all hear that natalie missed her flight and being like yeah just that sucks we were just naive i guess at that point because we were 17 years old that like yeah now if that happened i would be i mean from the jump freaking out like oh, yeah. so crazy but it's we lived in a little bubble but that bubble burst in 2005 yeah mainly because that piece of shit you're on vandersloot and his father paulus vandersloot right you're on in prison paulus is dead everything's right with the world everywhere <laughs> everyone's where they should be <laughs> that's right and your prison is the worst in the world i think like the most dangerous no he was in castro castro prison which is on a mountain freezing in peru yeah and he kept getting stabbed <laughs> poor and <laughs> baby mm-hmm. little piece of shit but i think they transferred now whatever oh well he'll serve that time and then off to the u.s for Yep. charges here so it'll yeah. be good welcome to birmingham <laughs> yeah <laughs> the warmest of welcomes <laughs> yeah so that really solidified it for real uh-huh. but with that so during the natalie holloway investigation one of the first search and rescue groups was texas equisearch they're based off texas obviously they operate solely on donations they have boats drones by horse, whatever the family needs. Wherever there's a loved one went missing, they will take whatever measures to try to find them. Right. And it all started with Tim, the founder. His daughter was kidnapped and murdered in 1984. And so he's just made his life mission. And they're the best. They operate solely on donations. And like they operate all over the world. And to date, I think they've brought over 400 missing people home. I mean, unfortunately, obviously not all of them alive, but still giving those families closure who I can't imagine what they're going through. They're just so great. And so we do give a portion of our sales from Twinks to Texas EquiSearch because mm-hmm. um, we just, when we started, we always wanted to give back to something we really were passionate about. And that's, and that's what we're passionate about. And so this year, we finally got to that point in Twinks where we could start donating a portion of sales. So Texas Equisearch, yes. shout out. They, they kill really it. Do. They're awesome. Yeah. But so that's a little background about why we're doing this. It is fun <laughs> anyway. Like what a fun little side hustle. We just oh my dig God. it. I know. I remember my first interview coming out of college. This old man was interviewing me. I was like, you can have any job in the world, whatever you want to do. The job doesn't even have to exist. For example, I'd be the something like the shortstop for the Red Sox or something. And I was like, okay, sky's the limit, I see. <laughs> so I was like, hey, no okay, um, I would investigate crime, but not deal or see crime scenes. I want nothing to do with any of that. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like telling oh the families that their loved one was killed. None of that. I literally yeah. just want to tell stories. Uh, and here they are. Yeah. 11 years yeah. later. Um, I'm going to need, yeah, that's a good job. I bet he was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Get the hell out of my office. Opt out of crime scenes. Uh, opt out of any crimes involving mm-hmm. children. Pick and choose. Opt out of break, yeah, opt out of breaking the bad news. Mm-hmm, not doing that. 
an opt out of not being able to discuss any ongoing investigations. If you think I'm not a happy hour addition <laughs> with my friends over wine, oh, yeah, then get Did out of here. That's what we so. steer the conversations to talk about true crime story, anything, Dateline, 2020, <laughs> anything. So to hell with your gag really? orders. Fuck your gag orders. Yeah. <laughs> no. That is the ideal job. But now here it is. Now it can be. Who knew? For how long we knew this in 2010. Ugh. Oh, my God. We'd be billionaires by now. <laughs> totally. Yeah. There's so many billionaire be. podcasters. But here's what we like for it to be. We love a badass survivor story. We love like a plot twist. I'm gonna, We're going to really try to always give a plot twist. For real. None. Or shock factor. Yeah, something we want you to murmur under your breath every single episode. What the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. We want you to miss your exit driving. Yeah. Because you're so distracted and shocked by the turn of events that we just presented to you. Right. You know? Right. And most importantly, we want you to realize how people are the worst. Exactly. It's factually accurate. That's why we picked the name. Yeah. So, and you'll see that <laughs> through and through our stories. But I do want to like state the obvious this is nothing new. Two chicks talking true crime on a podcast. We Look, know it. We know. But, and I think we're competing with three huge ones. Two of them, they're not our vibe. Their stories are good, like the actual stories themselves. They don't tell them well, in our opinion, they're cheesy. Their personalities aren't our vibe. Mm-hmm. The other one, my favorite murder, Karen and Georgia are our vibe. Love. They are, love them. Of the three, they most align with our personalities. Now, they are very busy. And I would say they've been steering clear of murder stories lately. Haven't heard one in a while. Haven't heard. There is, yeah. yeah. They're busy, which I get more power to you. I'm so happy for them. But. Mm-hmm. Rebecca and I often reminisce on what we call like old MFM, which yeah. sounds mean. Some no, there have been some recent ones that I've been happy with, but you know they're just—I like don't know. It's I feel like it's steering a little clear of some of the topics that we want to stick to, you know. Yeah. But well, again, I, I had her hometown murder the other day of a girl rolling herself up into a window accidentally. So no, I can't. I'm not doing the the minisodes. Sorry. Yeah. Oof, we should. We can cut this if need be. Not that telling tens of people <laughs> of certain episodes <laughs> wow. is going to affect them in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, we uh, we simply just told our friends our opinion, which they already know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good. Yeah. I think we're good. They're fine. So, yeah, we want to stick to true crime. Shocking, I'm at. We want a plot twister, shock factor, you know, something. You're never going to hear a disgruntled husband poisoning his wife over an affair. I don't think. Unless there's, again, a huge plot twist. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be very rare. And here's what it won't be. It won't be. We won't talk for an hour and a half before. That's for sure. No, no we're just introducing ourselves mainly. And it will probably be no more than 10 minutes. We do sometimes get off topic and want to. We chat on the phone 25 times a day. Right. So it might get a little into that, but we'll probably get it all out before the podcast. And we can just like, you know, stick to the important stuff. And like within 
10 to 15 minutes tops, we will be in our story. For sure. That, yeah, this might exceed that because we're intro, but yeah, yeah, it won't be that. It won't be, guess what I'm going to say? Mafia. No. Organized crime. No. I mean, it won't be, but I don't, you're less into that than I am. Like I could find some interesting. It's organized crime. It's just not, it's their job. They got to. Stick up for the family. <laughs> Let I me tell you something about my Let, family. <laughs> We're thick as thieves. God, I oh, love Caroline, Caroline Manzo. Manzo. <laughs> um, she is such an OG. No, that's um, not. No, I, I found it completely. Bo- oh, 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 um, old crime, 1800s <laughs> and shit like that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's what we call a twin stink. That is that. exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> We're not starting anything with this person shot this person because they stole their horse and bag of barley. Exactly. We're not. It's so boring. It's just what they did back then, people. I'm bored with that. But you don't. I do know a guy who I married. (laughs) I wasn't going to say his name, but I'm like, whatever. My husband's grandmother does remember her father killing someone in front of her. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I know. She was, I don't know. How Wait, to, probably, how do I not I know, know this? I don't know. I thought I told you. Because, probably because it's not that interesting because that's what they did back then. Yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, that it's shocking to hear it like firsthand. She was on her dad's feet. You know, like four-year-olds like crawl on your dad's legs and they start walking and they're having fun. Yeah. Like, they wrap themselves around the legs. Yeah, it's a blast. She, yeah, it was a blast. She, um was doing that on the front porch and having fun. And then a guy started walking up their property. And so her dad just pop, 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 shot him dead. And all she remembers is him dragging that body (gasps) and burying it, burying it on the property. Whoa. I know. Heavy shit. Oh my God. Wait, we've, do we know where this property is today? Is family still there? Augusta, Georgia. Yeah. Do we, is the family still living there? Like his grandmother? No. She's, <laughs> like, mm. no, like cousin, I don't know, passed down through generations this land. No. Damn. No, I'm, I'm sure it's haunted because there's a body buried. Oh my God. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear of the day that someone in Augusta digs for a pool mm-hmm. at their brand new house. Yeah. Oof. That is all oh, sad. That poor guy was probably like a salesman. Oh, come on. That is sad. Like, we don't know that he was coming to steal his whiskey or whatever. Well, that's what the other side of it is that his family, the victim's family, is telling a whole separate story. They're <gasps> telling the story of my grandmother's dad went out to work one day and never came home. Yeah. Oh, weird. oh my it's God. That unsolved. is so sad. I need an exact year, an exact coordinates and i'm gonna find that family who's missing their loved one and i'm just gonna let them know okay that'd be great oh cute see i know but we're never gonna that's the only story we're gonna tell yeah that's (laughs) That's gonna be yeah before you know 1930 40 i don't know i don't have an exact year but when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like, okay, we're going to go back to 1652. Oh, my God. Peace out. Peace. 1800s. Really? I don't know the exact year either. I don't have to be born, obviously. I'm I'm no. down with the 70s. I'm down with 
Oh my God. Whatever. Yeah. But oof, there it gets to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm this, no. No, yeah, totally. It's just what they did back then. They, there wasn't 911 people. So you just got to took, took care of business. Yeah. Also, we're not going to talk about Ted Bundy, Charles Manson, you know, the ones you already know oh, and yeah. have heard several times. So true. that's the wrap up what this podcast will and won't be about. Word. Mm-hmm. And then we're each going to go one story a week at a time. Yeah. I'm going first. That's Rebecca. Rebecca. And it's a doozy. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Are you ready for it? Yeah, you've been talking it up. So I know. Well, I hope it lives up to the hype. It will. For real. All right. Let's do this. I got my sources from, well, who brought it to my attention was Ranker.com. And I got Casefile did an episode on it, Daily Record, The Age, and obviously Wikipedia. All right. So 17-year-old Carolyn Watson and 22-year-old Julian Buckwald have been dating for like two years and were avid churchgoers. They're from Melbourne, Australia. And in March 2008, Julian set up a romantic picnic for them in Australian countryside where his parents own this huge piece of land. Cute. I know. Young love. Just for no reason? Yeah. They're cute. God. I know. Can you imagine? As they were driving, Julian saw a dead animal on the side of the road and stopped to investigate it, which, well, <laughs> take a minute. I know it's weird, but apparently this wasn't weird for him. He would see things on the side of the road and want to go investigate them. I don't know. Boys are gross. It would literally have to be a dead woolly mammoth for me to go look at it. <laughs> I don't know what, like, what? That, He's sick. I know. It seems weird, but that was something that he did. Boys are stupid. So as he was out of the car, he heard someone come up behind him and all of a sudden felt a blunt object hit him in the back of the head. Sad. Now I feel bad. I know. I know. It's sad. But so Carolyn, who is out of sight at this point, he parked too far away and he was behind a bush when he went to go see the animal. So she's just sitting in the car wondering where he is. And after about five minutes, she's about to get out to see what the hell is taking him so long. And she sees a guy in a mask running towards the car. He pulls open the door, grabs her, gags her, hog ties her, and throws her in the trunk. Jesus. I know. That's very scary. Julian's parents were expecting them home around three and obviously is well past then. So they're getting worried. They're sitting on the porch and they notice a note and the chain link fence. So they go over to it and it says something about how the kidnapping was a revenge against the Buckwalds. And it specifically said, don't call the cops or you'll never see them again. We'll fuck the girl to death and burn her alive and torture the bloody boy. Oh my God. Um, Could you imagine? They were just worried about their little son and they got that fucking terrifying note. But they had no idea who it was because they didn't have beef with anyone. So instead, they were like, mm, no, nah, this is not how that's going to work. And they called the cops immediately. This led to a huge surge and complete terror in the community. During all of this, they learned that Carolyn's parents actually also received a note, which said something to the effect of mind your business and stay away. And Carolyn's parents' note ended with Christians are the enemy. And both of the Jesus. letters, <laughs> right? Everyone calm down. And both of the letters ended in a, a satanic symbol which belonged to the group Order of Nine Angles, or ONA, which is a neo-Nazi satanic group based out of the UK, but they have chapters in various countries. And actually, Wikipedia said that there's a headquarters in South Carolina, which I'm like, where? (gasps) 
Oh, it didn't say where? No. That was my first question. I know. I'm like, where the fuck are y'all? Listeners, I live in Atlanta and she lives in Asheville, North Carolina. So South Carolina's, you know, like, right there. Not far. <laughs> if you know anything about geography, you know. You know. It's nearby. So I've researched on their fucking lunatics. Uh, they believe in racial inequality and advocate a spiritual path in which practitioners are required to isolate themselves from society, commit crimes, embrace political extremism and violence, and carry out acts of human sacrifice. Mind-blowing. Um, and as a side note, they don't believe that the Holocaust happened, which always fascinates me with these lunatics. Ugh. The Holocaust did not happen. Yeah. What do y'all think happened? That actually is fascinating. Yeah. But anyway, the cops couldn't find any evidence of members of ONA existing in Australia. So they thought it was a brand new chapter and they were going to sacrifice two very devout Christians as sort of a grand opening act. And they warned their parents that the odds of finding them alive is not looking good. Oh, imagine that news. Man. It's not fair. I know. Back to the kidnapping. After six hours of driving, the attacker throws Carolyn six hours of driving. First of all, in a trunk, I would... Holy how is, shit. How is that not it? Like, that would be it for me. Oh, my God. But after six hours of driving, the attacker throws Carolyn out of the car, takes his knife, and rips off her clothes. She then starts hearing him dig a hole, which that alone, could you met your kidnapped? You don't know where you are. You don't know who you're with. And you start hearing digging would just terrify me. In that situation, I would hope it's like fight, flight, or freeze. I think it is. Mm -hmm. At that point, I would hope my senses would come in to fight. You have nothing to lose. Yeah. I bet that's like the absolute worst thing. I might as well. Yeah, but she's hogtied. What are you going to do? I know, but I don't know. Oh, I know. Go crazy. Scream. Just go crazy. That's what they say. Just go insane. Yeah. You know, you could be somewhat near a city. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At that point, you don't know, but she's also gagged. Oh, shit. Hate this. Yeah. Or I would like to think that your body just goes into shock mode and you don't. If you are in that freeze mode, you like pass out. You pass out. Your brain does not remember it. You're just there. And you're already pretty much passed on. I hope. I hope. So she's confident she's going to be raped and either stabbed or buried alive. But all of a sudden, the noise stops. She hears her attacker walk away. She actually is frozen. She doesn't move for like 30 minutes to an hour. And she all of a sudden hears a faint whisper of a voice calling out to her. And it's Julian, which the relief would be like, fucking think there's hope oh my god i know he had woken up from being knocked out and was also tied up and naked but not blindfolded so he could see that the attacker left his knife so he shimmies over to it cuts himself out and cuts carolyn out too assuming that that psycho was coming back they take the knife they take the backpack that they had brought for the picnic with little food they had and they bolt they're in the middle of the wilderness so they're naked and wandering around Dur- Wait, sorry. They're both naked during the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, did I know? Oh, yeah. He's also naked. No, you probably said it. I'm listening. I'm just like, wait. No, wait. he cuts. The attacker cuts off her clothes with a knife. And that's when she oh, hears yeah. the digging. And yeah, yeah. that faint voice. He's also naked. He's just not blindfolded. Oh, God. So he saw the attacker. 
during the day it was scorching hot, but at night it was freezing. So conditions were rough and they had very little food. Like I said, they would be moving hiding spots every day. So, and taking the most like rugged routes. So they would cross like ice cold rivers to better their chances that their attackers wouldn't find them. They somehow eventually ended up back at the original spot. The kidnappers took them after a week and found part of their clothes. So they were at least semi-dressed at that point. And after a few more hours of wandering, they um, found a main road and a farmer happened to be driving by and picked them up. They were sunburned and they were blistered all over. Uh Could you imagine? Oh my God. Head to toe blisters. But they were alive and safe. So they were fine with it. So the cops immediately brought them in to get every detail of whoever did this to them. And they even drove the six hours to that remote area where they were dumped to do an extensive search of evidence. And they found it. They found the rope used to tie them up, duct tape, and shovel. And they were even able to trace back who they belonged to, who owned them. Are you ready for it? No. The neo-Nazi fuckers. They all belonged to Julian. He staged the (laughs) whole thing. Oh, my God. And how they traced it. That was one thing I could not find, how they traced it. I don't know. And... 2008, like credit cards. That's uh, that's probably yeah, it's probably easy. But he did crumble like a piece of paper to once the cops asked him. So oh, they're like this guy seems sketch. He stops to see roadkill. Exactly. The morning of their romantic picnic, he drove near his parents' property, planted a deer carcass, hid gloves, hid a mask, a jacket, ropes, duct tape, and military pants. When he got out to see the animal, he was actually changing clothes. He then hogtied his girlfriend, drove six hours to the Alpine National Forest. He cut off her clothes, then stripped his own clothes off, buried them, which is what she heard, the digging, which petrified her for her own life. Such a dick. Yeah. And then he called out to her in a weak voice, pretending he had just woken up from being attacked. He actually, while she was trying to fight back, I read that he bumped his head on the car, pulling her out. And his head started gushing, and he left it there for an effect. Oh, I fucking hate people. Uh, they were the fucking worst. Wow, what was his motive, you wonder? All as an attempt to get laid. Oh, <laughs> I was really going to guess. Oh, what were you going to guess? Fame. Uh, oh, wow. Because he got it. 22-year-old boy, idiot. <gasps> Ew. Get laid. You see, they were very religious. And vowed to wait until marriage. So during their week of terror, he suggested they have sex to stay warm and it would be forgiven in the eyes of the Lord because it was for survival. You know it's not forgiven in the eyes of the Lord. Kidnapping your girlfriend. <laughs> Kidnapping your girlfriend. And technically, that would have been like a form of rape, I'm sure. You've manipulated her, you piece of shit. But really, at that point... If you're that antsy to have sex, and clearly marriage is no consideration, you don't give a fuck about that. Just cheat on her. I think she would prefer that over you kidnapping her and holding her hostage for a week. And tricking her into having sex, which she clearly valued. That is To losing her virginity, which she clearly valued. That is so mean. Value so much that she said no during that week. Thank (laughs) God. She was like, I can't be desperate enough to have sex with you. (laughs) Yeah. Good for her. And then he suggested that they just get married right then and there in order to have sex with 
I think God being the witness. I'm like, what? The what officiator? Kind of, yeah. What kind of wedding ceremony are you planning to have when it's just y'all two? Because someone's going to have to officiate it. Whatever. He's a psycho. She said no again. And at that point, she he was, was like, like, again, yeah. there's no situation yeah. in which I would give it up to you. Which, good for you, girl. I mean, so at that point, he was frustrated and was like, all right, well, oh, wow, here are our clothes. Oh, my God. Like dick. And then okay. so he, his blonde hair blew up. He obtained a false passport, dyed his hair jet black, and covered himself in fake tanning oil and fled to Singapore, which... <laughs> Authority. He nailed it. Yeah, he nailed it. And he hasn't been seen since. So bye. <laughs> Thank y'all for your listening. <laughs> that would be so annoying. I know. So annoying. No. Authorities saw right through that disguise and sent him right back to Australia. And he was sentenced to seven years and nine months in jail for unlawfully carrying away against one's will, abduction with the intent to marry, abduction for sexual penetration. So that is a crime. <gasps> yeah. Well, Obviously. Well, yeah, I know it is a bit like that specific of a crime. Abduction for intent of sexual penetration. Yeah. Is, I don't think that's an America. If they're minor, and she was. So, oh, yeah. yeah, she was 17. Yeah. So, yeah. And then with an additional six months for fleeing the country. And as it turns out, he was actually born in Germany, but he had only lived there for like two months of his life before his entire family moved to Australia. But technically, he was a German citizen. So even Australia gave him the boot. So all at an attempt to get laid cost him the only country he ever knew. Pathetic. Pitiful. Oh, pathetic. That's right. Yeah. And then that's the story of douchebag Buckwald. Wait. And he's rotting in jail? No. Seven, seven years, nine months, with an additional six months of fleeing the country. I don't know where he is. Homeless is what's the last I heard, but but I did read a funny um, Reddit comment. Did you say seven years, nine months? Yeah. Drunk. <laughs> oh my God, for real, my sizable glass of wine. Yeah. It's nearing the end, so maybe. But I did read a funny comment on Reddit. So this story is like, you coked up a 14-year-old, asked him how to get laid, but he has no idea, so he takes ideas from action movies. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. He ain't wrong. Oh, my God, that is really funny. Was it first podcast worthy? Because now I'm reading more and more, and I'm like, fuck, I want to do this one. Wait, I want to do this one. But eventually, we just have to do one. We have to oh, I know. get it. Go. Mine's really good. So No, that was really good. I did not see Julian. I didn't see that in Julian, but it turns out you can't trust anyone. No, you I'm can't so proud. Of, what, what was her name? I'm sorry. I feel bad. Uh, Caroline. Oh, Caroline. Your daughter's name. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw it saved in our notes, but it's not spelled the same way. That's why it didn't no. stick right here. Caroline. My daughter's Caroline. name. My mom's our name. Our mom's name. Oh, my God. Good for Caroline. Thank God she said no. She probably knew. She probably knew something. She was like, I don't like this one bit. Yeah. It's like it's keeping warm. Why would you have to penetrate me? Yeah. To keep your entire body. Hug. Yeah, we could just spoon. And also, this is trauma. You better not have a boner. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can get one, you actually are a sociopath. So definitely not. Yeah. But thank I've you. I've never been less in the mood to hook up than someone chasing us. 
Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, that actually probably was red flag one. Like, you could get it up right now. You're disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I hate that guy. Good. I'm glad he's living in the streets. I hope it's cold as hell wherever he is. I know. But isn't it weird? Well, don't you think God would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't, I didn't mean this, Miss Lippy. <laughs> whoa, 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 Miss Lippy. Ain't nobody said anything about this. <laughs> like, this is way worse than premarital sex. Yeah, I prefer you to have sex. Oh, God. Jeez. I hate people. I hate people. This is why they're the worst. All right, so what do y'all think? <laughs> Okay, so do you like it? Leave a review. Subscribe. <laughs> uh, it was fun. It was fun. And then when we get off, we call me and we can still chat. Yeah, for sure. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. See ya.